0: May these words of my mouth and this meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Songs. Do you ever get a particular song stuck in your head and you simply cannot shake it? It plays over and over and over again as if on some sort of continuous loop. Some call it an earworm. Maybe an irritant. This has been my week. In the middle of the night, as I'm driving, fixing dinner, it's been relentless. And it is a ridiculous song. You see, I have been praying and reading over the Magnificat this week. The song that's on my loop is not what the choir did, that was beautiful. That glorious text for the canticle that we did hear the choir sing this morning. It's incredible poetry, lyrical, powerful. The speech of Mary to her cousin Elizabeth about Mary's role in carrying the Son of God. So, in the midst of this loftiness, this poetry that truly could make angels sing. I cannot get the ridiculous refrain from a hip hop song by the rapper Will I Am out of my head. I got it from my mama. I'm certain most of you are far too sophisticated to remember that song and probably to ever even heard it. Um, and beyond that one line, there is not another bit of that song that I would share in church or. Or anywhere else for that matter. It was uh, permanently, it seemed, on pop radio stations during the summer 10 years ago. Those bouncy, mindless summer hits. My children were young, I was driving a lot of carpools and listening to a lot of bad radio. The song was catchy, if inappropriate. Why can't I rid myself of that particular earworm, especially this week? Because, in one simple hip hoppy line, it sums up what the Magnificat shows us, invites us to imagine about Mary's role in shaping Jesus' ministry. I got it from my mama. Our take on Mary from the Gospels is often that she is obedient, faithful, a willing vessel for the Son of God, not victim exactly, but not always portrayed as eager either, that she is following the angel's lead, following God's will. She's portrayed as passive, pliant, young, naive. How much of this particular image of Mary is culturally interpreted? We think we know what the Bible says because we've heard people talk about it. We've half listened to it read or rarely read it ourselves. I'm sorry, friends, that is the reputation of Episcopalians. It's not a chastisement, I promise. But just a stating of reality, especially at this time of year, these stories around Advent and Christmas that we think we know are often the result of what we have learned or heard through art and literature. Where does the actual text end and cultural myth and interpretation begin? Mary has played a dominant role in literature and art throughout the ages. Devotion to Mary was central to medieval spirituality and writing. We see this over and over again in the writings of Chaucer, in poets such as Wordsworth and Longfellow. They've all contributed along with so many others to the corpus of Marian literature. How much of our image of Mary comes from those references and interpretations rather than actual scripture. Mary is portrayed as pure, obedient, young, naive, chaste, humble, and she is very often portrayed as silent. I find it impossible to read this song of Mary, the Magnificat in Luke, and continue to subscribe to that narrow view of Mary. Mary is anything but silent. I got it from my mama. In this text, we see Mary proclaiming her deep trust in God, her faith in what God has done and what God will do. She's a prophet. She is a resister. Everything about her song indicates that she is preparing herself to be a mother who will pass on these passions to her child, a mother who will partner with God to raise the Son of God to do the work of God. Did you hear her words? Really hear them. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. I think it is possible, impossible, to hear these words from Mary and not imagine her sharing this praise of God and all that God has done with her son as she raises him, holding it up as a standard and encouraging Jesus to fulfill his role in the righting of the wrongs of the world. Can we picture Mary... Walking with her young son through the dusty streets and marketplaces, pointing out the needy and helping in whatever way she could. Imagine her sharing her frustration in the injustices of their day and their society, suggesting ways that they can help their neighbors, reminding Jesus of the reckoning and the writing to come in the peace and justice of God. Can we imagine, rather than the polished, pristine, and pedestaled Mary, can we make space in our imagination after reading the Magnificat for a Mary that is a bit grittier and who does not just passively participate in God's plan for her, or participate passively in God's plan for her son? A Mary that is a bit scrappier and determined to partner with God in the raising of Jesus to be the disruptor that he becomes. Can we see her as one raising a son who will call out the injustices of overreaching and abusive power? See her as raising a son who will turn over the tables in the temple. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. Mary knows who her son is. She knows deeply and painfully, as we find out one chapter later, when Simeon tells her in the temple, of all that is to come in Jesus' life, the work and the sacrifice. I cannot imagine any scenario in which Mary or any mother would not have done all in her power to prepare her son. This upcoming season of Christmas is not only beloved because of the good cheer, the brilliant lights, and the beautifully wrapped gifts— it is beloved by us as Christians because it is when our Savior came into the world as a baby, fully human. We can understand that. We've all held babies and looked into their sweet faces full of promise and vulnerability. This is perhaps the point, this incarnational moment, where we can most deeply understand and connect with Jesus. Mary carried that baby. Mary held that baby. Mary raised that baby. Imagine that like any good mother, she does want to equip and prepare her son for the work he is to do in the world. I imagine that she would talk with him, model for him, teach him, and remind him of God's work in the world that will be his work too. In the Magnificat, Mary describes the work that God has done, and she prophesies the ministry of Jesus Jesus, the adult, Jesus, the Savior, Jesus, the Redeemer of the world. I got it from my mama, indeed.